Phantasm. Maximum Terror. That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. You know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! What the fuck is up, and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I am Corey Gorkreis. With me, as always, Dr. Vincent West. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic, sir. Um, Interesting pick for today. uh, Courtesy of our wonderful friends at Tubi. As you can see, the Orion Pictures release. Love seeing that. Some of my favorite films started out that way. With that beautiful title screen. Um... Yeah, uh, this is a film I've never seen. Folks, we encourage you to power on your uh, Tubi app, whether it be mobile device or uh, whatever streaming device you use, uh, to watch along with us every time we do this. Every week, tune in. It's a lot easier. It makes more sense. Um, Yeah, or if you have this on Blu-ray or or any kind of home video, uh, please. Pop it in and uh, follow along the chaos as we go. Doctor, what film do we have here? So, I cut school uh, with my friend Matt, who I've referenced before on this podcast, and uh, we skipped school and went and watched this. Um, This is a movie that I love, uh, and it's a movie called The First Power. Since the beginning of time, Satan has worked to create the perfect killer. One who kills many without reason. One who cannot be stopped. Today, that man exists. Be warned. (laughs) The first power. Lou Diamond Phillips. Rated R. Starts Friday, April 6th. 1990... And it is a Lou Diamond Phillips-led film. Very cool. Love Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, it was directed by Robert Resnikoff. Um, not very notable director. This is kind of his claim to fame here. Although he did direct uh, Once Upon a Mouse. It was a, uh, or wrote it anyway. It's a Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse film, so that's interesting. Uh, but this film is not... Very House of Mouse. This is a, uh, from what I'm reading here. Stuart Copeland from The Police scored this, their drummer. Correct. Um, it is about... I saw it across the screen. I had to... It is about a dedicated L.A. police detective and a female psychic must stop a demonic serial killer who is given the powers of resurrection, teleportation, and possession. Right in our wheelhouse, kids. This is a, that's a very good synopsis here. Um, to get this rolling. So I've never seen this or heard of it. I literally just, the doctor sent me the trailer a minute ago, and I was like, yeah, this seems like a like a doozy, so let's let's fire this one up. So pretty excited to, to watch this one for the first time, and uh, with all of you. 
I'm with the doctor here, so. Um, written and directed by Robert Reznikoff. So we'll see how this plays out. We're going to dig up some stuff here. We got Tracy Griffith, um, who starred. Her first film was Sleepaway Camp 3, which is interesting. So there's that. Um, again, not too much notable stuff that she's been in, but uh, she plays our, I believe, our psychic character, uh, which is Tess Seaton in this film. And who else we got? Jeff Kober as Patrick Channing. And he's been in a ton of stuff, most notably Sons of Anarchy. He was Jacob Hale Jr. A lot of people probably know him from that. Um, a lot of TV stuff, television actor mostly, this guy. Um, yeah, a lot of NCIS stuff he's been in, CSI Law and Order. I mean, any of those. Is he the villain in this? Um, I do not know. I would assume, yeah, he's probably the, the killer. Um, Bill Mosley also makes an appearance in this film. He is a bartender in this, so he's got a little, little weird, not so much cameo in this state of his career, but, you know, he always has those little weird roles that he's been involved in his whole career. Um, he's just one of those actors that you just are like, is that, oh yeah, it's Bill Mosley, cool. You know, has a lot of, like Army of Darkness and The Blob and stuff like that. He's got these little little roles in there. Um, so let's see some uh, trivia for this film. Let's see. First, I want to see. One thing I wanted to say real quick. This was actually. I think this is fascinating. Okay. So Interscope, that was the company involved in this film. <clears throat> Interscope was also a record label. Correct. And it initially was owned by Warner Brothers. And then somehow Interscope got sold to the David Geffen Company, which is Universal Film Company. Yes. From Warner Brothers. And this is right around the time when that happened. Okay. Which is really weird. And I have very vivid memories of that because I remember... The first couple of Tupac albums that I had on cassette, and this predates Death Row, it was Interscope and it was Warner Brothers, but if you went and bought like a reissue of that now, um, and I can't say the name of that album because it's offensive and I'm it's not privileged right. to say that, but I love the record. Yeah. Don't just get which one I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, he... So later, that would all be universal, which is so fucking weird to me. Because yeah. by the time the, 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 the uh, Dr. Dre record came out, um, I know this isn't a rap podcast, but this is how I remember this Interscope story. No, it's cool. I, I mean, this is this is L.A. This is L.A. shit, too, this film, and, you know. Okay, well, there you go. Okay, well, I guess I'm kind of on point. But when, when the, the, the Dr. Dre record that was so popular, the white one. I Chronic. Chronic, yeah. Thank you. When that came out, that was one of the first things on Interscope, on Death Row, and it was newly distributed by Universal. Yeah. Which is really weird because it was initially a Warner Brothers thing, and then they sold it stupidly, in my opinion, to Universal. So that's another stupid thing that Warner Brothers did where they lost a lot of fucking money. Huh. 
sorry, it's kind of a weird and pointless story, but it's, no, it's cool actually. It was it's it's just bizarre because there were you know a lot of bands that were on that label, and, and I remember all that stuff getting absorbed, and it was really bizarre to watch stuff that I knew that was on Warner Brothers. And it was Interscope, and then all of a sudden, it's gone. It doesn't exist anymore, and it's Interscope, and it's owned by Universal, which is weird. <laughs> that is weird. Oh, and uh, that's awesome that he's in this film. That is uh, McKelty Williamson, and he plays uh, Baby O from uh, Con Air. Which is one of my all-time favorite films. So that is fucking. Yeah, look what else he's done? It's old Detective Oliver. Yeah, he's in Forrest Gump. Obviously, that's his big movie. No, 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 no. Look, look for look for the <clears throat> Doctor West picture. Okay. Well, this. I mean, I was just going off of whatever, just from knowing that dude. But yeah, I'll, let me see. Uh, he was in Please, the. If you don't care for me. He was in the Purge election. Oh, uh, Drucker and Heat. That has to be it. Which one? Drucker and Heat. No. So it's not Heat. That is a Dr. West film, though. Um, Which one? Heat. Oh, yeah. Heat is what I thought. Do you know what it sounded like you said? It sounded like you said Drucker the Heat. No, his his name in that movie is Drucker. So it's Drucker. Yeah, it's Heat. In Heat, yeah. It's yeah. exactly Heat. Yep. He's one of the police detectives. He's yeah. fucking good. Right. He's the one with Pacino doing it. Don't waste my motherfucking time. Yep. And then he's in uh, Purge Election Year as well. So that's like a newer, kind of semi-newer thing he's done, horror-related, that yeah, he's, he's in. Great. Great yeah. actor. Love him. Uh, love Con Air. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. So like like top three or Just four. Just like he is one of mine, yep. folks. So. Yep. So he's an awesome fucking actor. That makes me really excited he's in this film. That's awesome. Um... So let's get into some uh, trivia here. I'll try to do some courtesy of IMDb. You can all look this up as well if you, if you may. Uh, during filming, numerous press materials listed the title as "Transit" because of the killer's ability to jump between bodies as a way of moving around the city. Orion, the film's U.S. distributor, decided in post-production to retitle the film "The First Power," so potential audience members would be more aware of its uh, supernatural horror elements, which I think was a good move because the Transit wouldn't have really seemed very. That's a terrible name for this movie. Yeah, it, it would seem it would make it seem like a fucking action, like a cop action movie, which this is apparently more like a suspense noir film. You know, that guy's not on Sons of Anarchy. That's not the same guy. This is just some other dude. He's the that's the killer. Is it? Yes, I'm positive. I don't know who that is. That's a different actor you than need what to I find him. That guy fucking rules. He's a great actor. He's been in a shitload of stuff. Yeah, he's the villain. Because that's what threw me when you said that. Because I was like, there's no way that's the, the Sons of Anarchy guy. Because I've actually, I'm not proud of this, but I've seen a lot of Sons of Anarchy. I think the guy, the Sons of Anarchy guy is that dude right there. But I can't tell because he looks. It is. Um, but I'm telling you, the, the, the villain guy, he's been in a fuck ton of stuff you like. Yeah, he looks really familiar. Give me a second. Oh, you wait till you see the stuff he's done. I cannot think of his name to save my life. He's been in a shitload of stuff. If I know the killer's name, because I don't know the killer's name. 
it's not Patrick Channing. That's who I figured the killer's name was. But so if it is, then it is Jeff Cober, who is in Sons of Anarchy, and that, that looks like him to me. It sure is him. He just looks way different. Yeah, he just looks way different now. He's got like long hair and shit. That's him. Who the hell was he in Sons of Anarchy? Because I watched that show religiously. Jacob Hale Jr. Okay. He's the flashback stuff because he's dead. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, I, I wouldn't know, but yeah. That's definitely him. No, no, that's definitely him. So what have I seen him in? I would say Tank Girl. And that He looks familiar now. Oh, he's been in a shitload of stuff. Hills Have Eyes 2 remake. A Man Apart? That's a yeah. great Vin Diesel movie. Man Apart. In my opinion, that's weird. But. Alien Nation, that's that's definitely one. And he's been in a ton of like TV shit. He was in that show V... The good one, the one from '85. The wait, the remake or the, no, the, the original? The original one. He was in V. Fuck yeah, I fucking love. Dude, uh, the tw- cast for that goddamn show is amazing. Yeah, it's good shit. Uh, the Twilight Zone, MacGyver, China Beach, um, X Files, Walker, Texas Ranger. Um, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Charm, Buffy. Star Trek Voyager, boom. Wait, which one? Here's, here's our our usual uh, he was in connection. Movie? He was in Star Trek Voyager. He was Eco. And then in Star Trek Enterprise, he was Treg. So there you go. Awesome. There you go. Always the Star Trek, folks. Every time. You should know this by now. Dr. West has possessed this podcast with it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a general connection with horror and, and unintentionally love, just love it. That's all there. You know? But I've, I feel like I've seen him in other stuff, but I don't know. Maybe he's just got one of those faces. He looks very, like I've seen him. You've seen him in something. There's something we're missing. Some yeah. Horror or something that's. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, yeah, looking it up. up yeah, it's awesome. Maybe he's Baby O and Conair, which is amazing. Um. <laughs> That's still it's gonna it's gonna travel through the whole movie with me. They're already getting in a tussle here. They're trying to get the killer. Lou Diamond Phillips is trying to kick his ass, literally. Shoot him in the ass. Uh, well, let's see. Movie originally had different ending, which instead we won't get to that. I'm not gonna even think of that. Um, because I haven't seen this, I actually don't want to read that. And for you guys. And gals and whatever. Um, we don't want you to get it spoiled if you've never seen it. So, not too big on spoilers here. Although, if it's a movie like you know, if we if we watch a Friday Thirteenth film or something like that, it's like we're not going to care. You know, usually anyone tuning in, listening to us that actually follows along, uh, you know, we're going to assume you've seen those films and you're just having fun. Uh, but this one, this one I haven't seen or heard of, so this is cool. Um, Remember, the best movies are not the ones you've not seen. It's the ones you've watched over and over again. That's right. Uh, and going back to your hip-hop slash rap uh, discussion earlier, 
Uh, this is an, an interesting thing to list here, and this is kind of cool, actually. This kind of ties it all together. This was uh, Easy es favorite film. Are you shitting me? Yep, this is Easy es favorite movie. I'm telling you, I didn't. I swear <laughs> to you, I didn't know why. I'm just being that, honest with you. Isn't that crazy? It just and comes right back. On, he was on Priority Records. Now, here's you something that I bet a lot of our listeners don't know. I'm going to tell you all something I bet you don't know. I know this because I'm old and I worked in a, in a fucking record store forever. Priority, and a lot of people don't know this, Priority was distributed by the same independent distributor that distributed Metal Blade. Ah, okay. Priority Records, and it, it, in fact, if you're a, a, a really interested collector of this stuff you can go on ebay or even if you're you know close to my age or older you can go look and find maybe some old guar albums you've got this say priority and metal blade on the same thing interesting so it's it's a very real thing so you know you have the controversial bands like cannibal corpse and etc cetera, etc cetera. and you also had your controversial and guar and you had your controversial rap of you know, NWA and Easy and Ice Cube. Sure. All that good stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of that. A lot of these boundaries being pushed then and paved the way Obviously for things now. That, was a, that goes back to the Interscope story at the beginning of this. I'm not going to retell it. But, but yeah, so all the – it's funny how some of this stuff was interwoven. And all of this stuff was very racy at the time when I was growing up, uh, which would have been in my heyday back in 1990. Yeah. So. Like I said, I skipped school to go watch this. Of course, uh, my favorite Lou Diamond Phillips movie, would you like to guess what that is? Um, I'm going to say, God damn it, I can't think of the name of it. It's the it's the Western one. It's um, Oh, yeah, you've got it. That's yeah, it. it's, uh, let, it's let me Young guess. Guns. Yeah, Young Guns, because I was thinking there's a sequel to it and everything. Yeah, Young there Guns. is, and the sequel's atrocious. The first film, though, is, is fucking amazing. Yeah. I just couldn't think of the name, but yes, that was You've it. You've got Kiefer Sutherland right out of a little vampire movie that Corey and I like called Lost Boys. Oh, I don't like it. I, I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's my it favorite. Was right, I was playing uh, it off. I got, I got an ad in seven seconds. Five seconds. I do too. Okay. We're, we're on sync today with the ads, uh, so that's good. And it's Olive Garden. So from our, this one is wonderful, our wonderful friends uh, providing us only the finest dining with the fakest Italian experience and food, uh, Olive Garden. Story: They have commercials now to say that their sauces are authentic. They're a bowl and bag. They come frozen. Everything does there. You can tell because it tastes like it. Tastes like it was. Yeah, and people go spend all this money there. Also, fun fact about that place: they're uh, owned by the Christian Coalition. I have a really weird ad I want to talk about. They're doing a Doctor Strange in theaters now ad with Tide. That's weird. It is. I feel like we went back a few months. So I guess we get to relive our summer again. Right. Because, um, I mean, that movie's already out on Blu-ray and everything. Yep. Uh, interesting. Unless they put it back out in theaters because they're doing that with uh, Spider-Man. So. No. No. That's Unless that's what it is. It might be a Doctor Strange Spider-Man ad because it's... They're no. Putting... No. It was, a, it was the multiverse. It was just... Huh. Weird. They're broadcasting an ancient commercial for Todd. Okay. Interesting. I guess Disney's like, get us our goddamn Todd money. Yeah, I guess so. Now I got an Amazon ad. I don't even know what this is. It's some bounty. Oh, it's a bounty ad because I can see the bounty thing. This dude just spilled his fucking 
is urine water. I don't know what the fuck that is in that glass. It looks very gross. Uh, it doesn't look like coffee or tea or soda, so I don't know what the Man, fuck I've that is. I've got an ad with people that can't control their twitching and stuff. It's called Ingrizzy. Yeah, this, this dude poured... Treatment. He he spilled some kind of substance. He spilled some kind of substance on his Ingreza. lottery ticket. Ingreza? Yeah, who knows? By the way, fun fact: these pharmaceutical ads that so many of you probably are lobotomized by the way Dr. West is myself. Uh, they are only legal to show these in this country. They're illegal in every other country in the world to advertise drug medications, which I think kicks ass. Yeah, those and of course, this this fucking. A uh, shit ball of a country would have to fucking allow this bullshit. Cause well, it's run by it. Bad. It's run by it. I have really bad anxiety, and it's like I don't need to see, you know, medicine that hopefully I'll never need with all the side effects of stuff that I never want to hear about. Um, yeah, this ad's very disturbing. Ad. I don't know if you've seen this ad. I hate Frosted Flakes. I hated them as a kid. Okay, this is but, back on. Should I pause it? Yeah, pause it. This is an eHarmony ad, okay? And look... This isn't a homophobic statement here. This is just honestly an uncomfortable commercial. It's an eHarmony ad with, with two gay men. Okay, it's back on. It's an eHarmony ad with two gay men, but the way that it does it is very disturbing. It, even if it was a man and a woman. It's on Capitol Hill or something because that's what it looks like. Yes. Uh, and there's the killer there. He's a fucking badass. Um, but the, the one partner is like putting peanut butter on a sandwich. Okay. And then the other gay man is just kind of reading, like, National Geographic, which is also weird. And then uh, he, the, the one with the sandwich, well, it's not even a sandwich, it's one piece of bread that he's putting the uh, peanut butter on. He crumples up a piece of paper and hits him in the head with it to get his attention. And then he kind of does, like, the finger wave, like, come over here kind of thing, like, very, like, sexually. And then when he comes over, he, like puts the piece of peanut butter bread in his mouth and it's just really weird i don't know maybe i'm sounding homophobic i'm really not trying to come off that way it's just the commercial is a very unsettling commercial it's not because they're gay i'm just saying it's like i thought e-harmony was like i'm gonna find my someone and she walks her dog and he or they walk their dog and uh you know jog with it and We've, you know, I'm an air traffic controller, and, and I met my person by going out on the beach with them from eHarmony, and now we've been together. But this one was just kind of like it, it felt. though has changed their thing. It used to be like this old fart. Right, but this one. You can get your match in 30 seconds or less. Right. Like, this one had none of that. It was... Well, that's what... This is the first time I've seen an eHarmony ad where that's what it was. It was like these two gay men are just like about to about to fucking screw over this piece of peanut butter bread. I don't... I just... It was very... It's a very weird ad, and I've seen it in other places. This is the first time I've... Uh, 2B has subjected me to it. And like I said, it doesn't make me uncomfortable because they're a gay couple. I do not care. I have, it, it's fine. But it's just the way that the commercial is presented and what it's being presented for makes it uncomfortable. Because it's like, you know, it would be like a, a 2% milk ad, but it's like a couple. And then like the one guy comes over and just like pours the milk all over the partner's face. And it's just like going all over the place. It's like, would you want to go out and buy milk after that? Like, I don't know. Maybe you would. I don't know. It's just, it seems kind of a little off-putting for me personally 
or if you're like a, if if it's a gogurt ad and, and you know let's flip the script here it can be just a totally heterosexual couple are you going to go out and buy a, a gogurt after the female like or even the male character goes to like act like he's ejaculating the gogurt on his on his female partner's face i mean i'm not going to go out and buy a gogurt after that i'm just going to be like oh, that's weird that's a weird commercial just a bad commercial yes it's the way they go about it, it's just kind of very weird so yeah Anyway, onto the movie. So he's this is kind of like a shocker situation, I'm guessing. Where yeah, he's he's gonna come back as a entity more or less. Yeah, or horror show. Exactly. Please refer back to our 100th episode uh, where we do that, which is very awesome. Uh, where we do the horror show. It's a good film. That was a fun episode. You can find it on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Apple, Google, whatever, Stitcher, Podbean, any of that shit. Uh, Amazon Music, which apparently is a huge, um, oh, geez. Oh, he's coming right out. There's no spiritual bullshit. He's just, there he is. That's insane. (laughs) He's just, like, floating with a knife right now. Um, yeah, you can, any, any of those streaming services or podcast services, you can check those out for, you know, past episodes. Definitely recommend our 100th episode. Just crazy that that was only like a year ago, but I feel like we've done a lot more than that. But anyway, we'll go back to the trivia here as we're watching this film. There's still some very interesting ones. When Fangoria magazine did a feature of this, uh, they ran a large story of the film, and that was when it was still called Transit. It was before they changed the name. So there's a Fangoria issue of this where it's still called Transit, which is interesting. Um, the poster for this movie appears in the Seinfeld episode, the dog, which is pretty cool. It's just, there's <laughs> the first power poster in there and in a fucking episode of goddamn Seinfeld. Uh, this is a weird thing to mention, but it's kind of cool. I guess, uh, the original theatrical trailer for the film is narrated by trailer narration legend, Don LaFontaine. So they got, this one got the pretty good trailer treatment from that. That's pretty cool. Like the first power or whatever. Um, Rock vocalist Nick Cave was considered for the bad guy Patrick Channing role. Cave, who was touring the U.S. at the time, did auditions for the role, but later said he was glad he had not been awarded the part. I'm a huge Nick Cave and the Bad Seats fan. He's great. He's great. Love him. Um, Love the stuff he does with Chelsea Wolfe. I mean, he does a lot of really cool shit. He did the, the... one of his songs was famous in uh, Scream. Like that was like pretty much the Scream. I did a lot of the I Scream theme was his song. Out. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's around great. This time, around the time frame of this, I've <clears throat> seen him a few times. So, um, but uh, I've got some albums here if you'd like to get in the time machine with me. Sure, I'll do uh, like one more thing and we'll get to that. But yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Red Right Hand by Nick Cave is uh, is the one that's featured in all the Scream films, except for Scream 4, which is really weird. I think it had something to do with a copyright issue, a licensing issue at the time of that film. But they did bring it back in the new film. Uh, there, there's a scene where you hear the Nick Cave song playing. So it's like a weird little... It's like a staple of those movies where like people expect to hear that song in it because it's always in it. And if it's not in the film, it's at the credits of it. So 
it's cool they brought that back. Hopefully they they do it in the next film. It's kind of expected now. So yeah, love love Nick Cave and love that that song specifically because of the you know the way that it's kind of been brought into the the scream lore too. Just that that song itself, people love it. So um, yeah, nineteen ninety. This is a great time for movie. It's a great great time, Alex, uh, to do this. Because it's, it's the year that I was hatched. And so there's a lot of films that, you know, as I started growing up, were still big at the time. And, you know, a lot of shit I grew up around. So, And we've done it a bunch like everything else. But we're going to take you back to 1990 for Altering the Future. Altering the Future! Now we do this every episode. For those of you just tuning in, Altering the Future, we'll take you back to the time that the feature film we are currently watching uh, took place, this year being 1990, so I will handle the films, and we'll just go over a brief list, and the doctor does movies, or the music, and sometimes we'll also do other things too. So, Would you like to start, since you already have the list pulled up? Yes, if you don't mind, because there's a lot. Yeah, 1990, especially for Phantasm was a fantastic year no pun intended so uh yeah let's let's go ahead and run through this shit so i'm gonna run through some run-of-the-mill shit and then i'm gonna run through all of the death metal let's do it let's run it 1990 baby okay so we're just gonna do some honorable mentions stuff that's not death metal but stuff we like sure uh, Vanity Nemesis from Celtic Frost. I personally have never liked that album. Yeah, uh, it's a nobody lot of people does. do though. Nobody so likes I it. Throw it about. <laughs> uh, Love Hate, Blackout in the Red Room. Love Hate was a band on Sony. They weren't necessarily a hair band, but they weren't necessarily a metal. Band. Right. Uh, 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 Dio's Lock Up the Wolves. No curve. The best thrash albums ever made, twisted into form by my boys in San Francisco. Forbidden. Fuck yeah, dude. Day of Habitual. From Jane's Edition. Uh, Tales of the Twilight World from Blind Guardian. Uh... No, that was terrible. Uh, Beg to Differ from Prong. Harmony Corruption from Napalm Death. Lots Camera Revolution from Suicidal Tendencies. Uh, Warren's Cherry Pie. Fun story about this. If you like hairband stuff, do. And you're curious about this record, if you're younger, skip the song Cherry Pie. Listen to the rest of the album. It's fabulous. It's their second album. Uh, King Diamond's in Crazy World. Uh, Paradise Lost, Lost Paradise. Coma of Souls from Creator, uh, Black Sabbath Tear. It's a Tony Martin album era album, and I goddamn love it. It's underrated as shit. Very good. Uh, love Tony Martin. Cheers, love you. Souls of Black from Testament. Uh, cheers to Chuck Billy out there. Scum Dogs of the Universe, my favorite album from Guar. Into the Mirror Black. Rest in peace, World Dane. Thank you for doing Phantasm. Love you. Uh, Facelift from Allison Chains. Loved it. I know that's weird, kids, but I loved it. Great Heart from Bathory. Yep. Left Hand Path, the only album I ever liked from Entombed. 
Spiritual Healing from Death, a classic from Corey and I both. We both love that record. Uh, Exhorter Slaughter in the Vatican. Uh, Never Never Land from Annihilator, which is my favorite Annihilator record. Danzig 2 Lucifuge. Empire from Queensryche. Uh, the worst Slayer album ever made, and I'm not even going to repeat what it is. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys from Hell, Pantera. Amazing. And that is all the stuff I'm mentioning. There's stuff I missed, but if I didn't say it, it's because I don't like it. That's right. Well, so here we some... go. we're going to do some death metal real quick. Do it. And there's a lot, so here we go. Uh... Animal Corpse. What is it? I couldn't. You're kind of cutting uh, out here and there. Even back to life from Cannibal Corpse. There we go. Okay. Uh, for God, your soul. For me, your flesh. From Pungent Stench. It's amazing. To the gory end from Cancer. Love Vader, it. Vader, morbid rot. Oh yeah. Uh. Oh, wow. The re-encremated EP demo from Suffocation. Hell yeah. That was a cassette, kids. Uh... What else do I have here? I'm sorry. Oh, it's my favorite album from 1990 deicide's deicide yep there you go and that is all on the music however i will do a quick very quick adult films list from 1990 fuck yeah let's do it let's do it dr west jack off to during 1990 let's find out What was I pulling my pud to? Uh, speaking of jacking off, we got an ad in five seconds. I do. Four, three. Oh, yeah, I actually do, too. Okay. In three, two, one, I've got ads. Okay. Yep, me too. All right. We're at Ship Station. So while we're doing Ship Station, we can real quick. do jizz, jizz Station here. Nothing specific. Oh, my God. This is actually, I didn't actually mean to pull up porn. Yeah, that's the risk we take here at Phantasm. I'm going to add for Ship Station. We're about to hear about Jizz Station. So let's hear it. ShipStation.com slash save backslash phantasm. Let's see if this has it. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry it's taking so long. No, you're fine. I have an ad for like... Uh, like a like a kids like a K twelve I don't know what this is like a oh homeschool God, thing so yeah definitely let's get like let's, let's get through this first before <laughs> this ad out of the way before you start talking about that <laughs> build uh, your future K twelve dot com slash phantasm yeah we're good now we're good now now I have a whatever it's a car ad I've got another ad so do you want me to wait till the ads are over before I start this list. Uh, yeah, we're halfway through the ads, at least I am, so we might as well finish the ad shit so we don't have to pause it and cut you off when we're getting our ways through here. Right now, I have an Allstate ad. Mine's Allstate, you're in good hands. Go to allstate.com slash phantasm, get 15% off. 
It's not real, don't do that, but you can try and see what they do. I'll be like, what? Now I have some fitness tracker app, uh, Galaxy Z Flip 4. Uh, that's the next one. I've got a Game of Thrones ad. Nice. Uh, this one is Stir. I'm guessing this is a dating app now. Uh, already it's not as weird as the last one. Oh, yeah, it kind of is. He's like, oh, look at me and my messy kids and my dog. Yeah, I definitely need somebody to, to get in on this. Okay. I play guitar, and I'm in a band, and I go to the beach, and I drink, I eat exquisite dinners. We're single parent. Oh, it's a single parent app. Okay, that makes sense. Now I feel like a dick. I am back on. I'm back on. Yeah, he's... Is he walking with a cop in a tan outfit? Okay. Yeah, he's, he's adjusting his collar and he's smoking a cigarette inside of the jail. Yes, okay, we're good. Okay. Okay. Adult You're film right list, 1990, Altering the Future. Boom. I think some of these are straight in and uh, homosexual, so enjoy. Uh, five card stud. Amazing. Nine, seven, six, nine, seven, six, come. <laughs> Um, yeah, apparently this is just a bunch of, this all blended together. All over me. All my fuckers. Um, Amber Lynn Exposed. God bless her. I was gonna say 976 come, uh, that's not the same as the Stephen Joffrey's movie 976 Evil. Right. Um, at least I hope not. Maybe that's the third film we don't know about. Addiction. Anal addiction to anal alleys, anal angels, anal assassins, anal fever, anal finger, anal licking pissing chick, anal nation one, anal power, anal stars, anal trailer number one, anal women, and analyzer. <laughs> Welcome to nineteen ninety, everyone, home of the anal. But there's but there but wait, there's more. There's more anus. Back door to Hollywood. Nice. Uh, backyard buddies. I think that may be. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, bar flies. Um, bazooka Bazooka County. <laughs> Beat me, daddy. Beat the heat. Bed butts and breakfast. <laughs> Behind prison walls. That sounds wonderful. Um. Best of Boss Sex. Uh, well, what we got here? Hold on. Uh, Damn. Going through the alphabet here. Innocence. Big Bang. Big Guns. <laughs> big T's. Big Tits and Toys. Bisexual Action Number One. Bikini Brats. Bitch. <laughs> bitch Queens of New Orleans. Oh, I didn't know the Saints were in this. Orgy, Black Cobra, Black Champions, Black Hustler, Black in Demand, Black in the Saddle, Black Jack, Black Male, Black Men in Love, Black Men in Uniform, Black Passion, Black Stockings. Those are fantastic. Black Jack is great. That's that's black solid. Black Man in Anal Women, Blonde Love, Blonde <laughs> Bombshell, uh, Blown Cover. <laughs> Bondage Pajama Party. God, that sounds like a name for a tech war album. God, yeah, that's a great one. Bondage 
but pajama party. We're gonna Bonded have to. Showgirls. We're gonna have to write that one down. It's pretty good. Um, bra busting mistress. <laughs> Buns and roses. <laughs> Please tell me that's an actual uh, psycho ass. one. It's pretty good. Candy ass, that's good. Uh, cat burglar, cat's meow. Uh, cheek busters. <laughs> cherries on fire. Uh, clock house. That's weird. That sounds like a regular movie. Cuffed right. and beaten. Oh. Cunt to cunt. <laughs> pretty good that's that's the winner right there that's some porn from 90 for you all by the way i've never seen any of that stuff but cunt hey. to cunt except maybe that butt man goes to rio because that was a john stogliano since we're going on yeah. 1990 instead of step by step uh you can say cunt to cunt by the uh yep. You can watch the first power and then when you're done watching this with us you can go jack off to cunt to cunt it's amazing, really, really is amazing. So new kids on the block, you know the. You can do that thing online where it's like, "What was the number one song when you were born?" And unfortunately, mine was "New Kids on the Block." That was the number one song the day I was born. Yeah, I like New Kids. Yeah, they're pretty good. It was step by step, so I think, or maybe it was one of their other ones. But now it's now I'm never gonna unhear "Cunt to Cunt," so that's gonna be it for me. Um, 90s films we're going to just go all over the place usually I save the horror but we're just going to name a bunch of films that I like and we'll let you know if we've done the films and to go back and, and listen to those uh, starting with one Jacob's Ladder we got fucked. it is fucked uh, Misery rest in peace James Caan uh, we have It a Tim Curry film I love that version man that's it's great. my favorite and it's very it's very disturbing. When I saw that film, um, I loved Pennywise and that whole thing, but at the same time, I was afraid that my shower would have something in it, so I would always check the drain when I went in the shower. I was very, very afraid of that. Uh, Edward Scissorhands, Days of Thunder, Arachnophobia, which they're remaking, and I'm actually very excited about it. I think they're going to do it well. Uh, Crybaby. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Very good. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, which we've done on here. It's a 1990 uh, Tom Savini film. Uh, that's right. Uh, Goodfellas, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, Tremors. Yeah, Kindergarten Cop. Uh, which, Kindergarten Cop, correct me if I'm wrong, that is an Ivan Reitman film. It is. It is. Uh, you have the... See, I thought Twins was, but it may be too. I think it is also, yeah. Uh, you got the Turtles movie. Uh, Ghost. Ernest Goes to Jail. Um, probably my favorite Seagal movie, Marked for Death. Uh, and Keith David, man. That's right. Uh, Nightbreed, one of my favorite movies. Uh, Hunt for the Red October. Uh... 
Dark Man, which we've done on here, amazing movie, also Dr. being West loves that movie. also being not remade, but I believe rebooted. Uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side, uh, Problem Child, and you got another my other favorite Seagal movie, Hard to Kill. Um, That's a really good film, man. It is good. Rescuers Down Under, Frankenhooker. Uh, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Uh, you got Child's Play 2, which we've also done. That's my favorite uh, Child's Play film. Uh, Dr. West loves that movie. Uh, Navy Seals. We got Back to the Future Part Dr. 3. Uh, uh, Y'all may think this is weird. Dr. West loves that movie. I love it. Uh, Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Uh, Robocop 2. You got, let's see what else we got on here. I'm looking at the movies too. I can't find, what is Dr. West's favorite movie this year? I really don't know. Uh, Never Ending Story 2. Got the Jetsons movie. We got La Femme Nikita. I used to watch that show as a kid. I know your favorite movie, but I won't say it. Yep. Class of 1999. I don't have, I don't think I have one in this era. Maybe not for 90. Um, Predator 2, which I love that film. Not a fan of that movie. I like it more now than I used to. It's actually, I mean, it, nothing, it's leagues no, away. I'm not, I'm not even trying to be like weird about it. The only Predator I like is the first one. I mean, realistically, me too, you know. But I do like the other one, and, and there's a lot of scenes I like from it. Yeah, We're enough. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's really it for me. Um, Rocky Five. I do like that movie. Die Hard Two, Die Harder. Um, Cadillac Man. That's a great movie with uh, Robin Williams. That's uh, Robin Williams. It is. It's a very good one too. Um, got the Witches, which I thought that was like a TV movie. It might be. Uh, Troll Two. Puppet Master 2. Here's a good one. This might be close on your list. Graveyard Shift, which I believe we still haven't done on here. Graveyard Shift is a movie that I like a whole lot. It's very good. I sure did. And uh, here's a weird one I'm going to mention, but I do love me some Disney shit. Uh, DuckTales the movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. I was obsessed with that movie oh, as a kid. Great. Obsessed great. with it when I was a kid. Um. Let's see. Oh, another one we've done on here, The Exorcist 3. It's a great movie. It is great. Um, and then I I guess I'll go with the, the last one here. Sorry for chiming in there. I'm just no, I'm you're trying good. to find something that I can be like, oh, that's my favorite movie of that year, but I'm just not. What year? Um, well, my favorite movie, and you can go ahead and say it because it's my favorite film of 1990. What? Okay, well, I actually found my favorite movie of this year, which is disturbing to tell you guys. Uh, after, I'm going to tell you Corey's. Corey's, because he's a huge fan of this director's, is Total Recall. Correct. Um, and it is it is a great motion picture. Oh, oh, I found yours. I think I found yours. Okay, now, now I found mine. 
Now, this is very obscure, so... So it's not... It, well, if you found this, you paid attention to some of my weird rants, because this is not a horror movie. I mean, it's it might not be it, but I know that it's a, it's a film you really like. So I'm just going to... Uh, Men at Work. Yeah, man. Yeah. What a what a great movie. But the movie I was gonna say, and I just watched this, you guys can actually watch this on Tubi, which we're watching right now. If you have any interest in checking out some uh Dr. West cheesy movie rental madness, it's a movie called Sod Out with C. Thomas Howe. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. I fucking love that movie. It's great. His friend drives around in an old hearse doing tours of Hollywood. <laughs> And he ends up becoming this beach bum with the dude from 30-something that has the long hair that was an ABC drama back in the day my mom and watched. It's amazing. And they they play professional volleyball together, and it's like a, it's like a bro-out, guy-comedy, cheesy movie. But what you'll love is his uncle in the film that's rich that he's living with is a dude that plays Bernie from goddamn uh, We Can Do Bernie's oh, t- Friday set. Terry Kaiser, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's amazing. Very... Anyway, sign out. Sign <laughs> out, kids. Y'all can watch it. It's a weird Dr. Wet. I really think it is, though. I think it's probably my favorite movie from that year. It's amazing. I'll yeah, have to yeah, check that out. It's probably great, great shit, I'll have but... to check that out. Um, Yeah. Altering the Future. Sorry, I didn't mean to chime in on the movies, but I thought no, I, no. I don't really know if I have a favorite. I don't know. You're good. Uh, that's why we do this. We have fun. And this is the beauty of us doing these multiple times we can actually kind of figure things out more because we've done 90 a bunch you know exorcist 3 we've done dark man we've done you know quite a few films Inferno from 90 so death metal probably my favorite year oh yeah absolutely 100 percent. you guys have to realize it got me out of thrash and into death metal permanently i don't just tell you guys Hey, I love death metal because we get some different type artists on oh, Phantasm, God. but I guys, love classic death metal. It's like, my favorite thing in the world, and yeah, that's fucked up. He, like, crucified this dude under a fucking bridge. Um, yeah, and even a lot of the stuff to oh, get... Look, look who that is. Did you see who the guy is that's crucified? Uh-uh. Hang on, I mean, I, I can't for legal reasons say. Did you, did you not see... That's that guy that... Uh, I did the same thing to the guy that was that... Uh, he wrote uh, band bios, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Everybody kept saying how amazing he was, so I was like, oh, if you're like Christ, let me crucify you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, sorry, kids, it's an inside joke, and it'll stay that way, but anyway, it's a fun one. But no, uh, it's yeah, cool I'm to... Uh, I think a lot of the thrash at that time too was kind of transitioning into heavier style of thrash so it was like you know when you listen to like forbidden and and even souls of black and stuff at that time it was really heavy like thrash shit so it was easier to transition into the death metal coming out you know the te- testament went down the death metal road right that's what i'm saying and they and course, in 90 course, they started already like transitioning Forbidden uh, after that. I have that Tide ad now. I'm going to go play with Chuck. He toured the individual Thought Patterns album. Yeah. I'm like three years after that, he didn't play the album, Andy Rock did, but when he left, he went and, and did the whole fucking thing, which is really cool. But are you, on an, are you on an ad or am I on? It's just me. 
No, I'm on an ad. It's some chick surfing. Okay, this is a Tide Pod ad, so be sure to eat your Tide Pods, kids. Burning Harmony. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you won't see the same one I did, hopefully. But, yeah, anyway, no, sorry. This Didn't is actually that. just as disturbing. It's some girl that wouldn't piss on me if I was on fire. Oh, yeah, that's always a good one. It's like, I'm on the app now. Hurry and join now, Dr. West. It's like, no, nah, I'm good. Huh. True story. I'm going to tell a true story right now. There is a girl that I'm friends with that I have zero interest in whatsoever that told her boyfriend recently that I was in my 60s to, to get him to not be jealous of me. Wow. True story. Ouch. And I would have done the old Dr. West move where I'd and say... I will give you a hint who this was I think with I know. the clue epiphany. Yeah, I think... I, yeah, I was going to say I already know. Um, did you give her the, the old Atlanta go fuck yourself, Chief? Did you do that? No, I did not. I actually absorbed huh. it and okay. did the classic Gore Christ and absorbed it. I'm using as an ammunition clip later. Amazing. Uh, I am back on the movie, by the way. I am not. So okay. pause your. I'm watching an ad for okay. uh, something that I don't know what this yeah, is. Sometimes Tubi will give you a full fucking sixty seconds on a on ad. Sometimes it'll give you twenty. I mean, it's just weird how it works. So. I am at 45 minutes and 7 seconds, so whenever you get back to that, just let me know and I'll unpause it. He is in a church right now. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. But yeah, um, it's very good, you know. Um, Another ad. Now it's for coarse pubic hair for women. Try the new Venus <laughs> Gillette pubic hair remover. Less irritation and less and less fur. Yep, Use that thing in your underarms too, ladies. Nobody wants to see you choking an animal. <laughs> uh, but okay, I'm back. All right, what what are you on? Like, what's the is it 45 <laughs> minutes? Pause and, yeah, pause. I'm it. at uh, 4459. Okay, so you got to catch up for a second. I'll leave it unpaused. Let me know when you get to 45 minutes and seven seconds. That is where I am paused at. That way we can remain synced You're up. There, sir. You're there. All right, I am unpausing now. So what we have to do, folks, we've been doing this since quarantine. We've been sticking to the 2B, plus, you know, logistically with how we usually do things, you know. The doctor used to... Right, if the doctor stays um, here like he used to, like, for short periods of time, but enough for where we could do episodes, it was a lot more convenient. But now we have, we've been doing it this way since the pandemic, since he's had to move back and stay there and not visit here so much. I'm not going to get into that, but... This is how we do it. COVID and almost died. We won't get into that. Right. But, uh, yeah. COVID and almost died. We won't get into that. So see our way of dealing with ads. We'd like to talk through them. We should use them for our own advertisement, but we're not going to sell out because we're not a, a bunch of dildos. So um, we'll leave that up to us just spewing out ads. Hopefully some of them sponsor us just from reading it off from the sponsored ads on TV. Right. But anyway. So if you were real quick, if you were going to pick another film to go with Total Recall, just one, what would you put? Would it be Goodfellas or would it be. Uh, uh, it'll be one I didn't mention and it would be a weird one. It'll be Home Alone. That was my other favorite film. Oh, of course. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't, didn't piece that one. Yeah. So I, mean, I mean, I guess my, my other one, I, I guess it's Graveyard Shit. So yeah. I guess it's Graveyard Shit, which is really weird and sought out. Because sure. if you watch those back to back, you'd be like, wow. Dr. West needs a straight jacket. And right. going back to that, another honorable mention I didn't mention would be Maniac Cop 2, because I love that movie. So 
Uh, that was another one so left out, but good. Fun fact about that: those movies, I was never into them. But the guy that actually played that character sure. is in Tango and Cash. Yeah, he's the shit. And it's actually on here. And, and I'll tell you something else weird. He was in a weird Corey uh, Haim movie where he plays his dad. Yeah. It's uh, Robert Zar or Zadar or whatever. Not Robert Zadar was the cop kill. The, yeah. Maniac cop. Yeah, correct. Which is awesome. He's the shit. Um, do a little more trivia here. We're about a good ways through the film now, about halfway. Um, this is where I've seen Jeff Cobra before, and we did not find this, but I just found where we've both seen this the the killer well, from. I, mean, look, I know I've seen him in a million fucking things. This is the one I've definitely seen him in. Besides Tank the Star Girl, Trek stuff, the Star <clears throat> Trek shit alone is the yeah. But there feels like there's something, and maybe you're about to drive it home for us here. Well, this is what I'm saying. He he was the demonic serial killer in Poltergeist to Legacy. That was it. Had to have been it. TV show? Yeah. That is something I never watched. Oh, well, I don't know. He used a bunch of TV stuff, and that's where I know I've seen him. Like in Charmed and Buffy, I've definitely seen him in. I feel like he was in like fucking something else that I've oh. seen like a million times. I just don't know what it is. I have no idea. Um... Let's see. What does that have to do with this movie? That's a really weird thing. Um, Is it worth mentioning? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dennis uh, Lipscomb's character, Commander Al Perkins, is named after Anthony Perkins. That is pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, The movie received negative reviews from most critics, but did relatively well at the box office. Um... And then something we've already mentioned, one of those several exactly horror... when you lay out of school and go watch it. <laughs> exactly. Um, one of the several horror thrillers from the era about a demonic serial killer, including The Unholy, Shocker, The Horror Show, Out of the Body, Night Visitor, The Exorcist 3, 976 Evil 2, or 976 Come, uh, Split Second, and Shadowhunter, another movie with a very similar premise that came out a few years later as Hong Kong action horror film Satan Returns, which that sounds awesome, whatever that is. And my computer just wanted to yell at me. Um, Yeah, Satan Returns sounds great, whatever that is. I need to track that down. I'm sure it's on here somewhere. Now you got this psychic chick, and she's kind of tied in with this, where she has little vision fits about the killer and his whereabouts, I would guess. So now she's trying to help old Lou Diamond Phillips not get killed and track down this this uh, pentagram killer. But yeah, I, I enjoy this so far. It's pretty cool. It's It's been non-stop since it started. I need to send you something, but I don't want to discuss it while we're, you know, doing this. Fair, okay. But I want to send this to you because it's infuriating. Okay, yeah, we can go there. I mean, we're not going to go there. <laughs> I just want you to take a peeky-poo at this real quick, and I'll, I'll do a lot of talking while you're <clears throat> investigating this. Sorry, kids. Sometimes this kind of stuff happens, and Dr. West has to, you know, ask 
for his buddy's help on this because it's really infuriating. Okay. Fair enough. As you do that, I'm going to look for more stuff about this film here. I think we pretty much covered the trivia stuff. I love his mask. It's really, it's actually pretty disturbing. This uh, actually, I think it's actually even going to piss you off. Okay. Okay, now you're, now you're reading, I'm going to do a lot of talking. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to share something with oh you Oh my guys. God. Uh, it's got a fucking ceiling fan weapon. That is amazing. Beautiful shot here. That mask is very disturbing. This is death metal right now, totally. It's a very cool shot, honestly. Very cool. Um, Wow, that's awesome. Anyway, yes, this does piss me off. I just need to read further, but yeah, go ahead. This poor I'll old, continue. I'm going to just do this. This old guy is sleeping, and he's about, yeah, what the fuck is right? You're about to see this. So I wanted to read you guys. This is this is a real transaction. All names, companies, affiliates will be withheld. And I'm even going to ad-lib a little bit of this, but I'm not going to ad-lib the, the meat of it. But I wanted to share you a day. Holy shit. And this was at 11-something uh, uh, in the morning. And I had sent one of our unprofessional people in the music industry that's all i'm gonna say an email that said uh this is exactly what it said it said uh sorry but you're the only person in years that has done anything to remotely help Corey and i do this podcast And then I got this response. Let's see here. Uh, I think you have a great intro. So our intro is good, but nothing else about what we do on this podcast is good. I like how you get people talking about the individual tracks, the band members. Yeah, we started that. Um, so Corey and I did. We're not giving credit for, it, but we started it. Um, and then, but 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 she goes on to say, and again, this is for me thanking her for helping Corey and I for because no one else ever has uh, from this particular entity company. I would just suggest doing more follow up when you hear something cool or interesting instead of just going to the next question. You know, because going to the next question means I'm promoting the album, which is something they want me to do, but. God forbid I do that. Let me talk to him about, hey, what kind of fucking, what kind of burrito did you have today, buddy? Because our listeners are dying to hear what fucking burrito you And have. also, when a lot of uh, artists or guests or what have you, uh, we do these things, they don't really go into much detail or want to go into much detail about an album that's not out yet. And also, um, they pretty much go into all the detail we need to where we don't have to ask any further questions, because that's just kind of how interviews work. Um where there's a chemistry base to this stuff that we do. It's not just we ask a question, they answer it, we move on. I mean, if there's chemistry between the the interviewer and the guest, then there's going to be more discussion. But if it's not there, we're not going to pry and try to get more answers that don't need to be answered out of somebody just for the sake of answering more, you know, asking more questions. Because asking a bunch of questions doesn't make an interview interesting. It's what is interesting about the guest, 
you know, we're not the interesting people here. We're the ones conducting an interview for to showcase the guests that we have on who we give. Yes. Who we give the respect to, to, to be on here and to, and to promote what they want to do and for us to listen and, and hopefully have a great time listening to what they have to say about everything. And that's their job to explain it the best they think they need to explain it in order for people to want to a purchase the record or movie or listen to it or whatever. So then I was told, yeah, that what that's really it for that. So, so if, if we go into, you know, lyrics or an album, usually all that's pretty well established where we don't have to answer questions or ask any more questions. And we will, if we have questions about what they said, we will gladly ask them with intrigue, but we're not going to ask them. We don't have to do shit because we're not going to pay. Correct. And it's not expected by the artist. Essentially an email, the email that this is, it was, it was very unprofessional and we don't get paid by anybody. So this was very like a boss talking down to you type email. So I'm going to continue. Another good way to get questions that would go beyond asking about the tracks of the album, because no one wants to hear about that is to read the bio and see what piques your interest. We have a killer writer. Pretty much does all our bios. Well, first of all, I'm going to stop right there. I've never read a goddamn band bio in my life. Also, I don't need to read a band bio to have a conversation with another human being about an album. I just don't. But then I got told how this guy is the Stephen King and he writes for top metal mags. Well, guess what? Every metal magazine that exists now. It's all digital. If it exists physically, if it exists physically I don't know a soul that's buying them. And number two, if you're writing for that, that doesn't make you Christ of writing. It doesn't make you Stephen King. It doesn't make you Clyde Barker. It makes you none of the above. Also, it's a different, it's, uh, it's a different uh, medium, too, because we're not we're not asking questions so people can read it because it's a whole different spectrum when you're reading an interview. Cause obviously it has right. to be more interesting for the reader. We're doing audio, which means you're going to listen exactly how they're explaining it. Cause if you're reading it, it's going to be a different experience. So we're not here to write down really di- off the wall questions so that people read it and they have an interesting read. We want you to hear what these people have to say about their albums or whatever they're selling. And that's, that's what we're about. So it's a different medium entirely. So to compare those two things, granted, obviously this person has to conduct interviews, whether it be the way we do it or whatever, in order to get not the person that sent the email, the, the guy that writes bios. Right. So, you know, he has to write down what he conducts, but at the same time, obviously you're going to, present different questions if you were to just completely do this audio where people hear it because you're getting a different but, response. But this 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 person in this email tells me that he interviews bands well, there's a, and then goes and writes the bios. There is Bill Mosley right there, the bartender, finally in his uh, little little shot. I think that was it. Bill Mosley, everybody. Uh, got, got about two seconds. So, And that's what he deserved. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so he, so she's saying how this, this writer that does band bios for this company does these interviews for bands, but he interviews them and then writes the bio. What the fuck does that have to do with me doing a track by track of an album? Absolutely not a goddamn thing. And then she goes on to say, so take advantage 
and read the bio and see what jumps out at you is interesting to ask the band. Hey, man, I heard you had crabs from your last tour. I know your fucking kids and your goddamn wife doesn't know about it. Tell us about those crabs. (laughs) Tell us about the fucking VD that you got out on the road. Does that jump out at you guys that listen to us? Because I would never say that because it's unprofessional and fucking rude. Just like asking them what they ate that day or what they had for breakfast is fucking rude. Or what their farts smell like. It's like we really don't care. We don't think our listeners care. interview why I've ever done that in my life because what I do is professional. I'm not some fucking jack-off writer that's fucking pretends to be fucking Stephen King of band bios. Anyway, she continues on to say, building up your own interview skills will only help you get more interviews and more listeners. Well... Are, are you going to pay for me to go get a literary degree so I can continue to do the same fucking thing that I'm going to do after I get the literary degree? Because it doesn't fucking matter. I'm still going to do it my way, the same way I've done it since we started. And I don't think anyone's uh, going to complain yeah, about that that listens to us this long in six years. I think well, everyone... But I'm going to let them do the rest of this. Which in turn will help get you interviews with larger bands as we have such limited space... And those guys that we tend to just stick with the bigger outlets because as they have a big reach, but they also ask good questions. Well, listen, here's the deal. So this twat that sent this, the funny thing about it is I've been very fucking mad about this for a while. And I want to thank Corey for listening and for feel free to chime in whenever with this. But I wanted to just say and share this with you, our listeners. How unprofessional is it to critique me when your only job is to get me fucking interviews? That's it. Not another goddamn thing. Your sole existence to Phantasm Podcast is to get us yes or no on content. I wasn't asking for fucking preferential treatment. I wasn't asking for a goddamn thing. All I was asking for, I was actually thanking someone and then I get attacked. But what I think is so fucking funny about it is... So you're telling me the guy picking his nose that's driving his mom's minivan doing a podcast interview with fucking uh, Behemoth, who is no longer on this label? Uh, Hint, hint. Um, He gets to interview fucking any of the Behemoth members, and he has like two views on his YouTube page. Well, he asked good questions, you know, he asked... That's the fucking bullshit we've gotten snubbed on since we fucking started this goddamn podcast. Well, you know, you don't ask Nurgle uh, if he likes, when he comes over to the U.S., if he prefers the number two or the number three from Wendy's. You didn't ask him that, so... Not very good questions there, Dr. West. Un-fucking-believable to me, un-fucking-believable to me that... And that was a bad example. That band has nothing to do with any of this. But the reality of the matter is is this. No one is paying Corey and I a cent to do this podcast. We do it because we just do it. And we pay a lot of our time to try to get this stuff set up for for our listeners and and us and the fans and the labels. And we do a lot of fucking work that we don't have to do out of passion and out of respect and out of just you know all that and and by the way who's never said anything since other than this filthy email that i got has a lot of nerve because i was thanking you i didn't ask you to critique Corey and i as interviewers or as podcasters or anything or to 
assholes from New York and Florida. Like, what do you want from us? Like, we're not getting paid, and we do the best we can. And and what it and seems like we to do. we're not we're not trying to do anything. I'm not saying that we're fucking Decibel Magazine or fucking uh, uh, Maryland Death Fest. I've never claimed to be any of that. And new and just to point that out. Maryland Death Fest and, and, and Decibel have never done a goddamn thing for this podcast, so I'm not doing a goddamn thing for either of them. And when you send a nasty message like that, you can pretty much kiss talking to me ever again about You guys will be really proud of me. I did not do anything venomous. I didn't say anything. I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say a goddamn thing. I literally kept my fucking mouth shut. And, and that's how you have to do it if you want to continue doing what you do. Correct. Now, the reality is, at the end of the day, I had to be the bigger person and keep my mouth shut. But I don't appreciate someone taking shots at Corey, the Phantasm logo, or me. And it was a direct attack at me. Yeah. And, you know, the person that sent that, I hope they die in a fucking car crash. I really do. You have no fucking right to challenge me for doing this for seven fucking years. You don't have any right to challenge challenge me or Corey's expertise on anything that we do. And the worst thing is you guys listening to this, they insulted you too. They were pissing in my face, but they're pissing on everything we've ever done, which people have stolen from and stolen the whole horror and metal thing from us. They've stolen fucking little things that Corey and I do like Corey's amazing intros that he does for our podcast. Uh, and, and all the artwork that Corey does for our pockets. We've had all kinds of shit stolen from us. We're not asking for anything. You know, they say that that, that kind of stuff is flattery, but it's not. It's theft. And, you know, especially if you're not hat tipping us, you can at least throw a phantasm a fucking bone if you're stealing from us. But, and, and I don't want to get too carried away with this, and I'll make the last little bit of this what I have to say short and sweet. You had better. You had better bring a gun, a knife, brass knuckles, or whatever else if you're going to try to come and go to war with me. Because the reality is, you're going to have to fucking kill me if you really want to try to silence me. Now, the reality is, I handled this the best way I knew how to by not fucking saying anything. But am I mad about it? You're goddamn right. Did I have a right to be mad about it? You're goddamn right. It was a personal attack on me and the way that I do interviews and have done them since the day we started. The funny thing is, and I'll let you guys know this as a listener, or if you're a band or whoever you are out there, I have never had one fucking complaint from an artist about the way that I do interviews or my professionalism. So you can take that and go fuck yourself. Or from the PR people or labels have never said, hey, you might want to do this. But apparently right. it's been a thing for a long time that they've never addressed or tried to relate to you. Or maybe that well, was it's, just it's a... this one entity <clears throat> which shall remain nameless. Which maybe, maybe that was a sudden opinion, but I feel like it was something that has been hindering us because the labels felt this way. It was, you know. it was retaliatory. It was retaliatory. Yeah. And it was retaliatory from something that, that I brought up in, in a complimentary way, and they used it as retaliatory. They used it as ammo after they had a conversation, and then they attacked me with it. Sure. But the funny thing is, the 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 person that writes band bios, you can go fuck yourself, dude. You don't write comic books. You ain't Stan Lee. I don't give a fuck what you've done. You ain't shit to me. Don't give a fuck. You ain't. You're not 
you're nobody that I care about. You're not Frank Miller. You're not Stan Lee. Uh, you can go fuck yourself. You know, you're not Ram V that writes current Marvel and DC stuff. Don't give a fuck what you write. Go write all the band bios you want. Don't give a frog's fat ass about it. Go fuck yourself. And to the person that sent the email, like I said, you can fucking rot in hell. Don't give a fuck what you think. Didn't ask you what you think. And if you hear this episode and you get offended, maybe you shouldn't have sent that fucking email. You had no fucking right to challenge me or Corey or the Phantasm logo brand. We've never done anything to you except promote your goddamn bands and tried to fucking, you know, do the best we can. And it's not the band's fault. And I'm not blaming the bands. And that's why all this stuff will remain under wraps. However, it's not fair when a very large band gets content and coverage from someone with no listeners. And we've been doing this for seven years and we have listeners and we have hits and we have webzines writing articles about stuff that Corey does and that I do and it gets shared all over the place going all the way back to Corey's Anthony Michael Hall thing or maybe even some of the recent stuff I've done with Amon Amarth or even with uh, Cam Lee from uh, uh, Massacre and if you're not going to give us credit that we know what we're doing and you just don't like us and you think we're you know scumbags that's fine I have an I ad ask you for your fucking opinion sorry Corey didn't ask you for your fucking opinion no you're fine nobody, <clears throat> nobody asked you for your fucking opinion nobody did no, apparently you did, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we did. Yeah, by paying someone a compliment, <laughs> I get a fucking I get a fucking turd mail back to me. Right. Um I am on an ad though, so if you have one, I'm on one. Um But yeah, um for my two cents on it, if you will allow me to do that. Please. Please. Um Absolutely. please. The owner the owner of Phantasm, the the brainchild of this will now speak on my behalf. <laughs> like, on, his own behalf about this nonsense. Um, really, it comes down to the fact that I think what you said it offended somebody else for some reason. That email was read to somebody else, and I think that person is whose opinion you got from that other person that sent it back. Not saying that was right because it's definitely not with with, with with either party. The fact is is that it was even said in the context that and the why they did that makes no sense. But I think that, you know, uh, my ads are done now. Are you still on an ad? No ad? I'm at 108.24. Let me know when you're at that. Okay, give me a second. I got about 15 seconds to get to that. And then we can keep going. Um, 15, 16. Uh, hit play Sorry. right now. Play. Should be a nun looking at a uh, pastor here. A father, if you will. That's where I'm at. Um, so, yeah, really, to, to take a shot at us, but it, it kind of, like, told me that um, these people have been, have been thinking that for a long time and haven't told us, and this is why, because we, we struggle to get content a lot, and I think Dr. West does a fantastic job, and that's why I've kind of, if no one's really noticed, or we've talked about this before, that I've kind of handed off the reins to the doctor to kind of get all the interviews himself, because we kind of have both been doing it joint jointly for a long time, and I, you know, he was like, hey, I can, I can just get all the emails myself and handle most of it. And just do this my way. I'm like, cool, do it. <clears throat> and I've given him full confidence with that because I know that he does a great job. And 
a lot of these PR people tell him he does a great job and a lot of these artists tell him he does a great job. We've never heard the latter. So, you know, I, when he showed me this email, it just kind of baffled me because it's like, man, you don't, you don't need any, I mean, criticism is one thing or maybe some like friendly tips or another, but that was not, that was a complete alienation and it was a complete shot fired at him and that was just malicious and it was rude it was very unprofessional and uh you know i'm not just speaking i'm not just speaking i'm not speaking biasly here i really do think doctor does a fantastic job and i always love i'm the one that puts these interviews up folks i listen to every interview he's ever done from 15 minute interviews to two and a half hour interviews i've edited the interviews to make them sound good and to compress them and to put them into the the shit that you hear the the finished product is what i do and, you know, like I said, editing doesn't mean I'm taking stuff out. You hear what you hear, and, and that's that's it. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really do a whole lot of editing, but I listen to everything he does. I've been doing it for six years. We've done a lot of interviews together. We've done it on the road. We've done it all over, and it's never been disappointing for me to listen to or, or be around while he's doing them. So, <clears throat> and again, that's not a biased thing. I'll go around and listen to other people's interviews all the time just to see how other people do stuff, but the doctor does too. And it's it's just people, everyone has a different way of conducting interviews. There's no set way to do it, but these people, they're very corporate. They're very by-the-book people that think that this is a job. It's not a job for us. It's more of like just a... Yeah, it, it's... You critique me once you start fucking rotting Corey a fucking check to fucking pay us both. Right, so it's like you can you can say the bio guy does whatever he wants. He gets paid to write those things, and he gets paid to do the interviews and write the bios. We do not. So... The way we do business, fucking, he, he will never be fucking stay in the league. So the way like, that we do business is the way that we do business and the way that we do this podcast. And that's our format and it's the way we've created it. And that's just how our, our style is. And I think some people, not all, and most people are fine with it, but some people do not agree with how we conduct things and do our style. But that's what makes us different. That's the, the spirit of Phantasm is that we are different. We're the little stepchild people think that we're fucking controversial and weird and outspoken and, and and fucking raunchy and gory and nasty and that's exactly who we wanted to be from the start because that's who we are as people we're very nice positive <laughs> constructive loving uh professional human beings but when we do this podcast we let loose we have fun this is how we've done it as friends before we started this that's what inspired phantasm in the first place we're never going to take anything away from that or for you the listeners this is who we are so a lot of people in the corporate industries of music, metal is not away from that. Metal is very corporate now, probably more than it's been ever. It's no different than, you know, the, the bigger labels out there. They they want to do things the same way. They're there to make money. They're there to think that every band is the greatest band on the planet, and they promote them that way. It's not really the case, you know. We love the bands. We love the artists we've had on. But we also ask, we also ask for who we want on. We're not going to talk to bands we don't want to promote or talk to. It's our fucking brand. We're not going to get whoever you ask for just to, we don't work for you. We don't work for anybody. You know, we, we want to help bands out that we like, that we think are interesting. Even bands we've never heard just to get some interviews up or content or, or just to, you know, make the labels happy. We'll check them out and be like, yeah, these, these guys sound cool. We'll, we'll check them out and we'll, we'll interview them. That sounds fine. That's, that's different, but we're still approving of an artist or group that we want on you know we're not going to take whatever we get we're going to take what we ask for or what we want you know <clears throat> so you know 
that's the point I'm making is that this critiquing came out of nowhere because it's like you're just, you know, you're just being rude. You're being a bitch. And that's not anything we asked for. And we don't conduct business that way. And we've never criticized them for doing anything. Like, out of all the times yeah. they've fucked us over, which has been most, most. Even an artist that's been unperfect. We've had plenty of artists, not to interrupt you, but just to go along with what you're saying, we've had plenty of artists that Corey and I both have dealt with that have been unprofessional. They've either completely stood us up on an interview, and I'm not going to say any names, bands, labels, anything, but they have they have just literally shit all over us, and we didn't air it out on here, and we never will. It's not professional, and we don't do that. But to, to personally attack what we've done and established after this many years, I don't appreciate it one fucking bit. I really don't. Right. And more importantly than that, you're not my fucking boss. Your only job, this person's only job that critiqued and attacked me is to give us or not give us content. That's it. Right. I don't need to, I don't need to hear any other thing from you. I don't care what the weather is. I don't care if it's snowing. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. It's not my problem. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, the other really reality is, is that, you know, we just don't, you know, we know what we're doing and, and to, to kind of put us in a position where, You've pretty much told us, oh, well, we're not going to really give you the bigger stuff you want because you're not doing it the way we want you to do it. Or we want your interviews to be this way. And then then we won't then we won't get it. Then we won't get it. I mean, I, we don't care. It's not you're not trying to help us by the things you said. You're trying to hurt us well, we, with we, the we things care you said. For you guys listening because we try to get the best stuff and the coolest stuff that would go along with what we do. But sometimes we just get told no. And, and we just move on about it. We day. don't it's complain like, about you know, it. You know, we don't complain yeah. about it. We don't say a fucking word. We're, uh, we're always professional. Like, okay, thank you. Anything else you have, let me know. And we'll take care of that. And we'll move on. But, you know, for them to blatantly attack Dr. West and then proceed to tell him exactly why, that you know, this company on and off has been pretty shady to us about certain things we ask for. Um, and then when we go look at the other thing, you know, the other um you know, entities that were given this stuff over us, which I don't think it's, uh, you know, we don't like to compare ourselves or, or think anything less of other people. But at the same time, it's like, I think we should be a little bit more respected as part of these bigger outlets because we're not a big outlet, but we're a pretty well known outlet at this point. And we're, an established yeah, we're out, we're out there. We're an established outlet. We do a good job. We, we, you know, the bands like us, the bands share our stuff. You know, we're in good contact. Yeah. We're in good contact with these bands. Right. He or she has no right to compare us to some other person that works at your company. I don't give a fuck. I don't work for you. Corey doesn't work for you. We don't work for fucking anybody. We do this because we do it and we've done it since we started it after we went and saw Kevin Smith do an evening with Kevin Smith. And that's the true story. Yeah. Like, because we were already kind of doing this stuff. I'm not trying to do anything, but I'm not going to have somebody throw egg on our brand and attack what I do when I was trying to pay you a fucking compliment. Right. And and to really just wrap this up, if you don't mind, I think that, um, you know, we're not going to change and it's not like we can't take criticism. It's just, we're not going to listen to bullshit either. We're not going to have somebody tell us how to do things after we've been doing it six years. We've been, we've been doing it successfully for six years and we've gotten bigger stuff out of doing what we do the same way we've been doing it. They just think 
They can hold certain things over our heads because they don't really like what we do. But like I said, we're Phantasm. We're not going to change. We're raw. We're uncensored. We don't care. We're professional to who we need to be professional to. We care about the guests and artists and fans. And we care about the people uh, and the labels that cooperate with us and, and you know help us out and just hear what we have to say in a professional back. And that's all we can do as people. So in closing... Don't fuck with Phantasm and expect us to, to mold to what you want because we're not doing it. And if you show us respect, we'll show you respect, and that's how it's been, and that's how it's going to stay. So that's Beautifully it. Beautifully said. And, and, and like I said, you know, <clears throat> if, if, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you should know he, he, you can't tell me <clears throat> what to do. And more importantly, just, not even me, you know, don't fuck with the doctor because he's going to tell you what he thinks about it. You know, and uh, it's, he's he's been very professional about it. He's been very professional about it, but you don't you don't want to stoke that fire. You just don't. Don't shit in my lawn. That's right. That's a perfect way to to to, uh, <laughs> to to say it. But yeah, we love you guys. Thanks for all your support and listening and having faith in us and and being encouraging and however you do it and just liking and subscribing, sharing stuff, even if you just you do read a blabbermouth article that's transcribed from a, an interview we've done or the doctor's done, then that's great. You know, I, we appreciate that. And that's part of why we do it. And hopefully you guys just enjoy what we do and you continue to support us and enjoy it and know what we're about and stand for what we're about. And maybe you tell other people, man, these guys deserve more. These guys are, you know, these guys have been around a long time and they're really cool. And I love their format. And, you know, like, Please speak out about that if, if you have that opportunity or ability. Just uh, let people know how you feel as the listener, what you guys think. And, you know, we probably won't read it because if it's negative, we get fucking mad. But, you know, <laughs> it's uh, more or less like, hey, thank you guys for even tuning in in the first place. And we're still doing it because of that. So, you know, we appreciate you logging in and signing on and whatever you do. And, you know, if, if, if you go as far as putting on the first power on Tubi with us and you hear our commentary and our ranting and our food reviews, all this crazy shit that we do. I mean, we appreciate that. You know, uh, sometimes it's a lot for an average. It's a, it's a lot to take it's in for somebody. This, maybe that, that's never heard of. Yeah. yeah. So it's thank you guys. I you know. would have thought if we were doing the first one right now, that it would have lasted into this. I mean, it's crazy, but yeah. You know, this and I, is what we enjoy doing, and we we try to do some different things with interviews and stuff to to get, to get other people interested in what we're doing. But you know, if they're not, they're not. And and again, I there's no gun to your head. Hit stop. Yeah. You're miserable right now. Hit stop. I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you <laughs> want to do. Well, it's a it's a you know do whatever you you feel entitled that you need to be doing. But right, like I said, for the people Jesus. that are interested, you know, I, I just think it's awful that that uh, someone that you know we've supported would uh shit on your would have an employee that would that would you know try to take a cheap shot at me right but um, you know what happens in this there's industry. plenty of people out there that know what this podcast is pod excuse me podcast is that don't you know like me as a human being and and you know i, I expect those people to take a cheap shot at me i had a guy i'll air it out on here right now i had a guy one time tell me i had a loud southern voice on a comment when we first started well, you do have a loud southern I had, voice. I had a nut. I, I mean, maybe I do. 
another yeah. guy tell me that there's <laughs> a camera on the phone because uh, he didn't understand the concept of a I have an of ad a, of a podcast. Ad four seconds. Telling me that I needed to watch my pacing. You know, and again, the reality is, is if you have a critique for me, you can go fuck yourself. I didn't, I didn't ask for it. Just like I don't come to your anything that you do at your job and critique you. I mean, how would you feel if I walked in and like, hey, it's Dr. West, I'm going to critique you all fucking day. Nobody wants to deal with that. Nobody on this fucking planet, if you're honest about it, wants anybody breathing down your fucking neck. And you know you're not you're not helping, you're just being an asshole, and that's the whole point. You just want yeah. to speak out and say something negative. You're, act, you're, you know. acting, like, you're acting like you're, 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 you've climbed to the top of the mountain to tell us how to do our thing. Well, guess what? Corey will tell you to go fuck yourself, and then I'll knock you off the mountain. So yep. next time you want to try to climb up it, you can't because the comments are turned off. That's right. We don't need your commentary on anything. Are you, I don't need anybody's commentary on shit. Are you on an ad? Because I'm on an I'm, ad. I am on an ad. Okay. Sorry. I'm on a Ren Vogue ad. I have a I diabetes commercial. A diabetes commercial with uh, Anthony Anderson on it. And he Lovely. looks very old and it's very depressing. But, but in short, you know, I don't, I don't know why people feel like they have nothing better to do than be an internet troll. And essentially, you know, this was a person I would have never thought to me in years would have been an internet troll, was an internet troll to me on a personal level. Yeah, and it's offensive, and you know, you know, it's 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 just like the thing that I will not bring up that I sent uh, Corey during this uh, episode, and I was sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, you know, maybe maybe you know what to not discuss that, but discuss that with you privately through like, you know, hidden lingo here. Go ahead and think that, but it's also very possible you're going to end up eating that. Yeah. Sure, anything's possible on this planet. You know, I could drop dead while we're okay, I'm off. I'm off the ad. Are you still on one? I am still on an ad. Okay. And even worse, than, I've got something actually really horrible to tell you. My whole thing just shit out. What? The entire thing just shit out. Wonderful. It's literally that gain fucking ad and the whole thing shit out. It's like frozen? Oh, yeah, it's, it's done. Wonderful. Well, you had about probably... Five ten minutes Here, left of this. I'm on an hour. Wait, I think I fixed it. I think I fixed it. Okay, hour and twenty one minutes twenty three seconds. So when you get to that, let me know if okay, you can fix it. I've got another ad, but okay. I did fix it. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, like, like it's nobody. Nobody wants. You know, I, I deal with a lot of comic book stuff. I, I never walk up to someone at a, at a at a flea market or something go hey these dresses you made look like shit yeah who does that you're a fucking asshole if you do that what'd you say 123 uh 121 23 okay i went past that so now i'm at 121 37 okay give me a second 37 yes it's fine um stay up counter come on 31 32 33 okay uh unpause we're good I have, look, I'm one of the most <clears throat> brutally honest and forward people you'll ever meet. If you ever met me, if you know me, then you already know that. But <clears throat> for those select few out there, but I, I don't go in and just attack people. I've never done it in my life. And I don't understand why people think it's okay to do that to me. 
And I thought it was very rude. And look, at the risk of, because it would have literally cost Corey and I this podcast if, if I had went on blast with this person. So I did, you know, I just kept my mouth shut. So sometimes you have to just keep your mouth shut, keep playing, playing ball, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's unfortunate. And thank you guys for listening to that because it was something really shitty and uh, a lot of people wouldn't be honest with you and tell you about it, but we did. That's uh, so. how we do business here, and that's why a lot of people really don't agree with it because they keep their mouth shut till the end of time and cry about it, and we don't do that. We at least... Well, they want, you know, sponsors we, big thing, Well, else. we use our medium, and we always have to kind of vent about stupid shit, and, you know, that's why we have this medium to, do, you know, platform, if you will, to do that because... That's what we always agreed upon when we started this to, to use it for. Like we we want to showcase these these movies. We we like to have a good time doing it. We're having a good time now, I think. Um, but just, you know, being able to talk about this stuff publicly also without really giving away too much detail or you know, um, whatever, like too much too much detail to, to what we're talking about without, you know, damaging anything between either party. Uh, but still kind of venting about it because right now it's just some weird thing out in the air that we're telling you and it doesn't, to you, mean anything. You're just hearing us out, which we appreciate. You know, that's why we're here and we have this. We have the ability to do so. Most people don't, and we like to do it, Um, especially in the metal world, which I feel like has been very neutered and corporatized. Amen. And, and a lot of people, a lot of people just uh, ride a ride a comfortable line and don't want to, you know, snap any necks. They don't want to have hold any controversies. They just want to stay riding that line so they can get their bread on the table, which I understand. But everybody wants to ride that line and keep everything calm, and that's a good thing to do professionally, sure. But there's got to be a point in time where these people also can't talk down to you especially when we're not a part of the circle in a sense where we're not writing your fucking bios for you and we're not getting paid to do these interviews. We do them for free. We do them out of passion. We do this when we have to, like, in between going to work or going to therapy or going to the fucking grocery store or going to the strip club, wherever the fuck we go, we're putting this our time and money and patience and scheduling into this where it's working into our normal lives. This isn't part of our careers. Like this is something we just do. And that's our own business. But at the same time, these are people that are supposed to help us out with that and make it an easy, comfortable, professional experience through and through. And there's been a lot of fucking times where it hasn't been conducted that way. And we've had to bite our tongues about it. But in this instance, it it was never going to happen. We were going to talk about it. And they're lucky that we don't want to burn the bridge quite yet. And we want to keep just, we want to ride a comfortable line with them. But we're just letting the public know and all you listeners out there that this is the kind of shit that we deal with. And it's been a regular thing for six years. And it's not all, you know, rainbows and dandelions and fucking leather and horns and all this like cool shit. It's actually just very corporate you know bullshit and it and it comes down to the way that we get treated constantly and it's it's not like a you know sometimes it's pretty normal and everything's going great and then they want to do that to you like they'll just randomly you'll you'll pull up to your house one day and there they are with the newspaper shitting in your yard you're like what are you doing man like i thought everything was cool 
Like, yeah, I just thought I'd come over here and shit in your yard. I saw the paper out there, so. Really just wanted to, you know, I I really had to go, so I just needed to hike my shit down and start, you know, dropping one in your fucking yard. Oh, thanks. I, you know, I thought everything was okay, and here you are. Exactly. But that, that was more of a literal shit in the backyard. Well, I mean, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean. You're saying metaphorically, but... Metaphorically, I mean, but yeah, if you want to be... Uh, I don't know if I've ever told anyone this uh, I think you should tell the on the podcast, right but I was uh, at my old Phantasm headquarters, if you will. If I'm not mistaken, it was our... Was it our second? Or third Phantasm headquarters? Third. I want to say it was the third. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I had told my, my ex-fiance... Uh, I had said, "Hey, real quick, real quick, I gotta, I gotta ask something real quick." Okay. Are we in agreement that that place was also haunted? Because I thought it was. I always felt like something was watching me pee in there. It was very haunted, and it was not a good haunted. It was like a very disturbingly haunted place. Yes. Yeah, like somebody had been murdered in that motherfucker. Yes, because I never. I I had a friend who came over there, and he is not a person of faith or any kind of, but he's not like a. And, you know, he, he's just not, he just doesn't affiliate himself with anything spiritually. And he told me the first time he was there, he was like, Corey, I'm going to be honest with you. And this had no preface to it. He just straight up told me this one day out of nowhere. There was no build up to this. We weren't talking about anything that was similar to this conversation. He just straight up one day was like, when he got there, it's the first day we got there. Like he showed up at my house. He was like, Corey, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a spiritual person. I'm not a religious person. But there's something in here because this place makes me feel very uncomfortable. And that's something that's always stuck with me because I agree. Like, I've never felt comfortable there. I started having sleep paralysis there and night terrors, like, almost every night. And that's never happened before. And I don't have them anymore. Like, that was just there. I've had a couple since then, but I think it it all started in that that house. And that's very weird to me. Um, There was definitely something going on. There was like a front, like a finished basement down there, and there was this room. Like you walk, it, it was. I guess it was supposed to be a long, like storage room, but when you open the door, it's just literally goes left or right, like a walk-in closet. There's no straight in. It's just left or right where you go, and it's all concreted. But the walls were painted red, and that was it. There was nothing. There was no purpose for that room. So there was something with that. Like it, there was something weird had been in that house before us and i don't know if it was the most recent or (laughs) it was some kind of weird cult room in there or death i don't know what it was but anyway interviewing brad dorf uh he calls me and he's like i I told my ex-fiance like hey um just need 30 minutes to myself i have to do this in the living room um, there's something going on in my office i don't remember but i was like i'm gonna have to do this out here can you please just for 30 minutes not have somebody over here because that was like a frequent thing. I'm sure some of you can relate to where you live with somebody, whether it be your spouse or your parents or your cousins or grandparents, whoever, like you roommates, especially there was always like a, a possibility of somebody just showing up at your house and coming over and making noise and disturbing something. So I said, Hey, can you just not have somebody over for like 30 minutes and let me do this interview? It's very cool to me. It's very important. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. So first thing I hear, you know, I call Brad Dorif up and he has the flu. So I'm like, oh, God, we can reschedule this to us another time. He's like, no, 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 everything's good. I can do it and everything's good. 
It's like, okay, so props to Brad Dorf to this day because he's a goddamn trooper for doing that because I did not – I was totally down with just rescheduling another time, and he really wanted to do it, so we did it. Um, so the first thing I hear is a knock on the, on the downstairs, you know, the basement door downstairs. The dog gets riled up, which never happens, but he starts freaking out. So this is going on during the interview. And then I'm getting a call from her aunt like multiple times while I'm on the phone doing this interview because it was a phoner interview. And uh, I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, this is all just a bad and like it, it, it was like the dog, the knocking. And then she was calling me. It was all at once. It happened at the exact same time. It was just all this shit started going down. So I was like, I don't know what's happening. And, like, she wasn't even home. That was the fucked up part. Her friend's knocking on the door, and then all this shit's happening. So I'm like, what is going on? And so I look over behind me, and her aunt is taking a shit in our backyard next to the air conditioner. Next to the, whatever, the AC thing. That's that stomach diarrhea. And apparently, you know, she tried to call me, and she was texting me, and was like, I have IBS, I have to go. And this, I'm seeing if I can, if you're home, cause I, you know, this is the closest place I can go. It's like, can you just go to like anywhere else? Like if you're going to shit outside, just do it anywhere else. And she just was back there while, <clears throat> right when uh, I was interviewing Brad Dorf, I can turn around and you can see her shitting in my backyard. Tom thumbing. She Tom thumbed it. While people were running around upstairs in my house and making noise at this point to where they came in and were just running around my house. And, uh, yeah, just a fucking nightmare. So that's the Brad Dorf story. She Tom thumbed right in the yard. She did Tom thumb in the yard. So that that was the Brad Dorf interview story. Uh, very good interview, but I, I haven't even listened to it since I put it up. If you can hear any of that chaos going on, I'm sure you can hear the knocking in the downstairs, people walking around in the house. <laughs> Thankfully, you, there was no audio of her shitting in the backyard, but I'm sure you can hear my disdain in the interview. That was not because of Brad Dorif. It was because of all this was going on and, and driving me insane. So, yeah, Brad Dorif interview. Go listen to it. Let me know what you think. And if you can hear my mood just completely go into, you know, psycho killer, whatever, you can hear it. So, yeah. Fun fact, as we see this, uh, what did he throw that lighter in? Was it like a chemicals or something they blew up yes. jesus yes. christ I mean, he just got jokered basically that was, that's exactly yeah that's yeah, the idea yeah you got the the keaton uh the keaton nicholson uh except you know he lives yeah, he's, that, yeah this he's he, actually dead I, I should assume well nope there he is well full-on michael myers right now jesus christ little jason Voorhees action yep little that little too burning. god that's awesome that is fucking Awesome. That mask is really creepy too. Yeah. I, and I know he's, it's just he's normal now, but that's just... yeah. No, a very cool killer, honestly, in this film. And like I said we've talked through, guys. We've been watching it. Hopefully, you all have been following along and listening to our ranting as you've been enjoying this film. If you've never seen it, like myself, um, which kind of helped me talk a little more watching this. So, um, which I apologize. We talk more about it, but I mean, this is just a crazy fucking movie you know right now oh shit so what the fuck is this nun he just stabbed into her and like it was like a goddamn oh it was him okay yeah cause he can switch bodies or whatever and X-Lax just killed uh Blue Diamond Phillips yep 
Well, no, there he oh, is. No, he's still alive. He's kicking. He's not in good shape. That was like you when you I'm had COVID. Alert. This is the alternate ending. Really? Yes. Huh. Yeah, he's dead. And when the theater credits roll, he's done. That was it. Oh, wow. So this is probably yeah. going to be what's-his-name coming back. Like, oh, a sequel we never so made. I, so I've never, se- I've never seen this. Yep, I knew it. Boom. You get a fucking... That's a... Oh, Okay. Friday Thirteenth style, you get the dream within a dream shit going on now. Where I like this movie, there everybody's always hated it. I, I like. I've it. never heard of it, and I feel bad. This is a fantastic movie. I hope since this is a Orion thing, it'll Studio Canal or somebody will put it out. So yeah, that the Blu-ray. the Blu-ray of this is way out of print. Scorpion put it out. Nice. Well, yeah, that was. Uh... <laughs> Very good. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, it's only an hour and 30 minutes, folks. It's very good. It's on Tubi right now. First Power, 1990. Final thoughts? I love it. Uh, <clears throat> saw it the theater. Skip school. Matt and I was awesome. Loved it. Loved it then. Love it now. Was listening to the Deicide cassette in his Pontiac Grand Prix. Nice. That's a good way to start this one off. Yeah, uh, so, uh, I appreciate you for suggesting this. The doctor never fails on his uh, on his recommendations. Um, never has, never will. So yeah, I I love that. I actually do want this in my collection, um, which I'm very particular about more these days. But this is one. Hopefully, they actually re-release with like a nice pimp bag. I think so. Amazon owns it now because it's MGM. So right. So hopefully. We get a pimp daddy, of, a pimp daddy of it soon, and uh, yeah, highly recommended. A lot of fun. This is a great movie to watch with a bunch of people, and just it, it's it's awesome. It's a really cool, just supernatural serial killer movie, which I love. That anyway, I love those kinds of movies. Um, I said the shocker and the horror Midnight, show. That's another movie we need to do. <clears throat> we do need to do that one. That one's awesome. Uh, and I, I'm sure that yeah. you guys have never seen it, check it out. And I think that's on uh, Tubi, I'm pretty sure. Slasher, uh, Charlie Bronson movie, I think, that he ever did. Yeah. Uh, besides Kenjite, Forbidden Subjects. Which is some, <laughs> he did some just weird. Nicole Eggert's like a prostitute in that movie. I remember oh, wow. Pud do it when I was like, oh, yeah. All <laughs> right. Because oh, yeah. Nicole Eggert, if y'all don't know who that is, she used to date Corey Haim. And she was on Charles in Charge, and she was on Baywatch, and I always wanted her to sit on my face. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wanted her to lay her eggs in my mouth. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, great, great movie. Um, really enjoyed it, and hopefully you all did too. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, just vent and, and, and be human and, and have fun doing it, and we hope you all had fun as well. And... Uh, you know, in closing, really just uh, always expect Phantasm to be what you hear and what you've always heard. We're never going to doubt you or short you on that. Um, basically, you know, it, it's not about growing or d- doing better. We we started and we've grown a lot and we've still been who we were and we've never lost that. And it's not going to change. So, um it's about consistency. That's right. And six years, we have 
gotten to where we've gotten for a reason. And there's no reason that, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Just because someone tells you to do things differently, you don't always have to listen to these people. You know, not everybody knows what they're talking about, even if they're in a higher position of power. But guess what? That's not an authority of ours because it's not our authority. We're our own authority. We're, we're our own entity and property and brand. And that's how we're always going to be. So you guys never have to worry about that or us selling out or giving you like a 15 second break or we're selling you fucking coffee or any of this other bullshit. We're not doing that. And, and if it doesn't make us $5 in two weeks and we don't make $5, that's just not how we've agreed to do this. The only thing we've incorporated since we started this was the interviews. And that, that was our extra for you guys to listen to outside of the podcast or inside of the podcast itself sometimes. So yeah, can always expect that. That we're just going to be consistent. We're going to be ourselves. And when you tune into Phantasm, oh, yeah, that's Corey Gorkris. Oh, yeah, that's Dr. Vincent West. That's it. That's all we want you guys to hear. And that's what you'll get. So thank you for sticking with us and supporting us. We hope you continue to do so. And we will be here. And we will never die. And if we do, we're going to come back as a serial killer. And we're still going to just do the same shit. So enjoy. And most importantly... Stay fucking gory. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Hey, this is Dr. West. You can suck my dick.